Holden McNeil was set in his ways. The way he worked. The way he lived. And the way he thought love should be. But then, she showed up. Let me guess. You like her. This girl loves me. There's something you should know. She got a boyfriend. Well, no. Then what's to know, my friend? And this girl's got a secret that's going to drive him crazy. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Flashes Podcast. I'm Alan. Like I'm Ryan. I'd really like us to be friends. Oh, we lost Evan. <laughs> okay, just so everybody knows, this is our like third attempt at doing this. Yeah. Uh, this is our third take on the intro. We still lost Devin. It's Devin. Can't hear you. Devin was here for the first two. He's not here for the rest of it. We're just going to keep talking without <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, there we Until go. he gets it up. I, I don't. Yeah, we we lost you completely. We still see you. We can't hear you. And we're going to have to do a fourth take because this is ridiculous. <laughs> we should save this one for yeah. the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. We can't hear you. I think, we can't hear you, yeah. Devin. It's that bow tie. It's so loud. <laughs> great and he's muted so i can't hear him complain <laughs> that's not wood behind me it's particle board okay. <laughs> that that's your intro <laughs> good no this entire thing is our intro we're not cutting any yeah. of this out we better not <laughs> No, I, I'm gonna cut the like the dead air and me singing um <laughs> I Dream of Genie like Barney Rump, like Barney from The Simpsons. Um, you sang I Dream of Genie and yeah, I missed it. That's what Homer yep, you gotta keep that. That's what Homer sees when he's trying to not to have sex with the uh, his coworker at the hotel room. He just sees Barney oh in a gosh, bikini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I love that. God, that was a deep Simpsons bowl. Anyway, uh, today we are talking about something else from the 90s. We are continuing our journey through the View Askewerverse and talking about Kevin Smith's film Chasing Amy, a film that I had seen and Ryan and Devin had not. So, it's true. Very uh, true. I had only seen this film for the first time a few years ago when I really got into Kevin Smith stuff. Like I went through and did like the marathon like we're doing for the podcast, sat down in like a weekend and watched all of the, the View Askewerverse. So that was the first time I seen this. This film is my wife's favorite film of Kevin Smith's, and I'm curious to hear what you guys have to have to say. Oh boy! Um. <laughs> or do we want to start with the thing that happened between this episode, between the last Kevin Smith episode and this Kevin Smith episode? Should we, we start, should start with the thing? Should we start with that? Let's start with the thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah let's do it that way because okay. I think because I think that'll keep everything more contained because okay. Devin and I I think are. Uh, are going to be all over the place on okay. this one, I think. I think okay. how we are. Absolutely. Okay. So a thing happened. Uh, we're recording this at the end of June. At the beginning of May, my wife and I took a trip. And Kevin Smith owns a comic book store in Red Bank, New Jersey, where uh-huh. most of the most of Chasing Amy takes place. And we actually went to a few of the filming locations without me re- remembering it. My wife's like, yeah, we you didn't remember that? I was like... No, I didn't. Like, <laughs> I did not remember the scene at the record store. Um, we went to Red Bank, New Jersey. Kevin Smith was doing a signing, a meet and greet signing. So we waited for 12 hours to meet Kevin Smith, went into the comic book store, got to, got to see some of the comic book men working behind the counter. And it was, it was a long day. But at the end of it, 
we I got to meet Kevin Smith. Aww. And was, was, wasn't he just delightful? He was delightful. He showed up with his mom. Like all his fans Aww. are waiting in the back of the building in the parking lot. He pulls in with his mom, gets out of the car, greets everyone, is like, hey, okay, guys, this is how this is gonna happen. We're gonna get everyone through. Um, gonna go as fast as possible, but we're gonna make sure everyone gets through. Uh, if you see people with kids coming in, that's just because we, we don't want the kids waiting out here forever because they're kids. Like, so we're going to get them to the front of the line if, if we can, if we see that and need to. And everyone was really cool about it. Like Kevin Smith's fans are all like really relaxed. There were like five Silent Bob cosplayers. Um, <laughs> of course there was. But uh, we there were 150 tickets. We were 79 and the signing was supposed to go from 12 to 4. We didn't get in about halfway through the line. We didn't get in until 4.30. So he went until like 9 o'clock. Oh, boy. So it, it was a long day for everyone there. A longer day for Kevin Smith. But even when we got through, he was all smiles. Like right away, we go in, he gives me a hug. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of I like freaked out. <laughs> like my wife had to like keep up the conversation for a minute because I was kind of like processing everything that was happening. Um, got a few things signed. Got my script, my screenplay for Chasing Amy signed by him. Uh, a few comic Aww. books that they were selling. Um, but most of all, the reason I'm telling the story on the podcast is I told him we're doing this for the podcast. And we're going through all of his movies and getting ready, getting you guys ready for Jane's Silent Bob reboot. And to which his reaction was, oh, hell yeah, and gave me a high five. So Aww. he completely approves of what, us doing podcasts on his movies. <laughs> Good. And either right before Good that or right, approval. Yeah, either right before that or right after that, my wife yelled at him for stopping his Frasier podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's Wait. like, yeah, I know, but he, oh, no. Matt, my co-host got a job on the Goldberg, so now he's writing for that and we can't do it anymore. But maybe with the reboot. Um, <laughs> maybe so any questions about kevin smith you guys how does he smell does he smell wonderful he probably smells wonderful i mean i'm not gonna judge him after that long day yeah because he was just kind of standing in the lights like right like right outside the uh buddy's christ statue which i know you guys don't know who buddy christ is yet no i know who buddy christ does yeah um oh he's iconic that's that's the next movie um is it like, dogma's next dogma's next we'll get okay good yeah. Um, so that'll be next month's. Um, now he, it, it was a great time. Uh, the main reason we're saying this is we didn't feel like shooting a video for social media this week. So I'm just going to share the pictures of that. I took at the secret stash. So good. I'm not going to ask a creeper question like Devin just did. Okay. <laughs> oh, I jumped in with both feet. I'm like, what you um, smell like? so we've talked about before about his two past movies, about him having a very large vocabulary with his script writing. When he was talking to you, did you get a sense that it's just his normal conversational that he has kind of a large vocabulary? I think I think when he's doing public stuff, it's more of a character, but I still think he's a smart guy. Like he was yeah. like, making jokes like right off the bat. Like um he's he didn't seem like, we weren't really like in a writer set setting so okay. much. It was we were able to talk a little bit and I got to like talk about like things he's said in like podcasts that I've taken. And he's like, yeah, I really love when like 
t- just talking about like industry industry stuff, like mm-hmm. little things that I picked up from the way he talks about doing things. Um, he was like very engaged in that. So I think he's just a very engaged person when it comes to like conversations. Okay. So it wasn't like, oh yeah, that's great. Oh. I'm I'm glad you get something from it. It was yeah. It was more like yeah, I I really love that like we talked about doing podcasts and how he like just loves the medium how and how anyone can just do it like it was like oh yeah it wasn't like oh yeah podcasts are great it was like this is why i think podcasts yeah. are important this is why um like at one point they he asked us how we liked red bank and like yeah it was great but everything was closed and yeah. <laughs> what i think it was mike from comic book man he's like did you guys go to the cheese cave and Kevin Smith's like, wait, there's a cheese cave now? Like, he, he hadn't been in Red Bank for a while. So <laughs> he's like, I, I would go there, but I'm vegan. <laughs> like, I can't go. Oh. That would honestly be me if I was talking to somebody about Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, I'd be, and they'd say something. I'm like, what? There's one there. Because I haven't, I haven't lived there in nine years. Yeah. So oh, wow. I mean, even though I grew up there. So I, I got to give yeah. him props. It was a long day for him to be there. And then I. The, I knew that week from listening to his podcast, he was going to the UK for a podcast tour. So I told him, yeah. have, have a safe trip. He's like, oh, thanks, but I got to go back to LA first. So within a week, he went from LA to, to I'm guessing Florida, because he picked up his mom at some point, to New Jersey, and then going back to LA, and then to the UK. Like within wow. a week, which I was like, well, damn, like, have fun with that. <laughs> it's like I wasn't looking forward to my trip back to Pennsylvania, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, um if you definitely if you ever are in the tri-state area and can go to the secret stash, I highly recommend it if you like Kevin Smith stuff. Um because they sell all of it. I sent pictures of you to you guys of like the berserker t-shirts from clerks and mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Bunch of different merch from everything. Hockey jerseys for you, Ryan. I almost bought one, but they're expensive. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> of course they would be. I mean, right. I almost bought one for you. Oh well, thank you. I didn't. So, mm-hmm. but still, there's there's the thought. But like, but next time, hockey jerseys are expensive, yeah. regardless if they're like actual NHL or not. Yeah, there's a lot of material. Yeah. Um, so hold on. Parts yes. of the comic book store are in this movie. The comic book store is not in this movie, but the record shop and their apartment is right across the street. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. So the way the day went is we had to get there at like 6 a.m. to get in line. Uh huh. And then the doors open around 8 o'clock to get your tickets and buy the package that you had to get to get the meet and greet. Um, wow. So once we got that, we were able to shop in the store a little bit. I bought some comic books. Um, I bought a pin, uh, like a Jay and, Bo- Bob, uh-huh. Jay and Silent Bob reboot pin. And it was free, uh, com- cool. free comic book day, so we were able to get the last few free comics that they had. Uh-huh. Um, and w- while we're in line, it was funny. Um, Flash Gordon was on. They had a TV right by the red shirt. Flash <gasps> Gordon was on. Yes. And Flash Gordon <sighs> ended when we were paying. And then, like, Ozzy and Harriet, like a black and white Leave it to Beaver type show, came on. And then Mike from Comic Book oh, yeah? was like, oh, we're not watching this shit. And, like, turned it to, to something else. <laughs> yes. Um, That's cool. But, yeah. It, so, after we shopped in the comic book store, we, were just, we just had time to kill. So, we just walked around Red Bank and nothing was open. So, we went to, like, Dunkin' Donuts and got 
coffee and stuff. And we thought about going oh, wow. out. We thought about ending the day with going to the quick stop, but it was a long day. So we're like, no, we're not doing this. How far away is the quick stop? It was only about 20 minutes, but. But still, if you're on the way home, like that's it, it a was little out, too it, far. Yeah, it was out of the way. And if the day had gone a little quicker, maybe. Yeah. Um, but next time, we're definitely going to go back. Um, it Good. was definitely worth it. Um, Good. Yeah. So that's enough. I think that's enough about Kevin Smith and me and him meeting. I still haven't, I still haven't washed my hand. <laughs> <laughs> we noticed. Seriously. Your hand looks like the Dumbledore's hand after he touched the ring. Mm, we don't want to say anything. Sorry. I, I, was, go- I was going for um, Adam Sandler's foot and Mr. Deeds. They're pretty much the same <laughs> oh, thing. Oh, you're close. Very pretty much close. the same thing. <laughs> Okay. Oh. Baby Groot made Sorry, an escape. Sorry, guys. Alan caught a whiff of his hand. Baby Groot just died from the scent of my hand. Um, oh. <laughs> he dove off. Oh, hey. That, that's fun. Um, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> I have my script of Chasing Amy signed, which I will post a picture of. Oh, um, that's so cool. But, yeah. So, this movie is a little bit different than Mallrats and clerks what did you guys think we'll start with Devin. <laughs> all right so you had to make one of us go first um uh, i hated most of it i liked a lot of it <laughs> but like i think overall all right i was really dumb when i watched this movie i'm gonna just put that out there i was i wasn't at my smartest watching this thing two main things you could not convince me that the main character's name was not Amy. I know it's not. I know why it's called Chasing Amy. I don't know what the main character female lead's name is, and I will never know. It Alyssa. is Amy. I called it Alyssa. Alyssa. I watched it and I was like, ah, it's a weird way to pronounce Amy. They're probably just saying it wrong. <laughs> I just kept that mentality the whole movie. Yeah. So I remember. Oh I remember God. back back in Mallrats, I mentioned that she shows up in Chasing Amy, and you're like, "Oh, is she Amy?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> yeah. I mean, she is Amy, but she's not Amy. Like, yeah. but I just kept calling her Amy. Uh, two. Good job, uh, Kevin Smith, for writing yourself the best part in the movie again. And three. <laughs> fuck Ben Affleck. I guess. That's that's my my review of this in a nutshell okay ryan what do you think there's two parts of this movie that i liked okay the him confessing the way he felt to Alyssa in in the truck that script writing was amazing like that writing oh, is fantastic yeah, yeah. well that and, seems like iconic right yeah no it is yeah it, it has yeah. to be um so that and when they're having their fight in the stands at the hockey game and Kevin Smith used the hockey fight on the ice to represent the, phys- the, f- the yeah. physical nature of, uh, of their emotional fight and the tense, like an anxiety that built up in that. To be perfectly honest, other than that, wasn't a fan. Okay. <laughs> well, no, Alan, this I'll is get into it more. Favorite but... movie. I want to, yeah, I want to know, like, I can be easily convinced because, like, I forgot how brilliant the hockey fight was. I I forgot how, like, impactful that, like, speech was. 
I just there's a couple like little things about this movie that I just can't get over. Okay. I I mean I can't really defend the movie from her standpoint. Um, sure. There's a lot of things I like about this movie, and I think a lot of the things that are Ben Affleck, like you say, fuck Ben Affleck. I think a lot of his stuff towards the end of this movie is supposed to be cringeworthy and painful. Um, and I get that. Yeah, I I mean I definitely get that opinion. And if you were to tell me, Alan, this is a straight period piece for the late 90s and how we as a culture were dealing with homosexuality at that point, and that was Kevin Smith's intention, I think you changed my mind completely. I think it is. Uh, part of the, I'm looking up trivia on this, and I knew some of this. Yeah. Um, Kevin Smith wrote this movie based on his interactions with his girlfriend at the time, who was Joy Lauren, Lauren Adams. Oh. So I'm... I take that to mean that she was more sexual than he was comfortable with and it got sure. awkward. And I think we've all had relationships where things get awkward. Yeah. And I think this is a great way of ex of it, like showing the awkwardness of unrequainted love and different sexual experiences and just the awkwardness of love itself, whether it be gay, straight, um, bisexual. Nubian. Yeah. I mean, I see that. <laughs> and to be fair, Amy Alyssa is, in my opinion, <laughs> and I thought this almost the whole time, the best written character I think I've seen in a movie in a long time. And more particularly, the best written female character because she has so much depth to her character, I think, where she's not this like one note, like, ah, I'm a lesbian. Like I thought she was going to be in the beginning of the movie. She's because the first part of the movie was like, let me show you what a lesbian is like. And I was like, I'm not in this, but then she just gets so much depth, like with her background and like the struggles that she's been through sexually and personally. And every, like she stole the movie, but like, I don't know. I, I think some of the cringy moments with Ben Affleck just hurt. I think. And I think looking at it from like 2019, like super woke perspective, just made the cringy Ben Affleck stuff more cringy. I think I See, can make it more cringy. Do it! Oh my god, do it! <laughs> this is a Weinstein film. <laughs> <gasps> oh no! Okay, so here's oh. okay, okay. So here's my thing with it. I actually liked Ben Affleck's character. Yeah. To be mm-hmm. to be honest, and for me, it's not fuck. It's not. Fuck them. It's it, it's not honestly because yeah. yeah yeah it's what nineteen ninety six seven ninety seven ninety seven okay ska is a thing so whenever that was <laughs> late nineties like mid like mid to late nineties this, this was released in ninety seven yeah so okay so you've got Ben Affleck's character in the situation that he's in my issue was with his friend and granted and. And it wasn't the homophobia aspect of it because Kevin Smith was just trying to show like that yeah. was a common attitude in the late yeah. 90s, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. So I'm not going to try to like do anything to that character. But I again, Randall from Clerks, that type of character, mm-hmm. I felt like his buddy was filling into that again. OK, like. Uh- I like I could deal with it in Mallrats because of the way that that movie went 
and the supporting characters that kind of balance that out. But it was only like when he was there, it was usually only Affleck or like two other people. And to have that much concentrated, egotistical, I'm always right type attitude mm-hmm. turns me off right away. Yeah. And it yeah. it wasn't it wasn't the homophobia aspect of it because like I said, that's those were common things said by people in the late nineties. So that's correct for period for the character. It's the let me tell you what I think. Let me tell you what I think. This is the way this is. This is the way that is. Um yeah. uh, like uh when they were at the bar and Alyssa was sitting there with her like friend with benefits and Aflac is starting to figure out that she's a lesbian and he's going off about why he doesn't do certain things. Granted, that was a well thought out argument, but it's that's an example of what I don't like in a character mm-hmm. because I can't stand that in other people. <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> how do you feel about at the end of the film, like him realizing that he's gay? That I like because of the homophobic part of it. Yeah. That that yeah. is a stereotype. To be perfectly honest, that is a stereotype that somebody who is that homophobic, who says that kind of stuff, usually turns out to be in the closet. And that's I, a stereotype. Yeah. It's I not mean, always right, but still. Is, is it really like a stereotype? It, it seems to be like a trend because you look at a lot of, I don't want to get political, but you look at some like politicians who are very like against the LBGT community and then you get like the scandal of them being with like a, a male page or yeah. intern. Like you, you get those, like po- they pop up a lot. So I don't know if it's really a stereotype. Well, is, is that he, still a stereotype? He, 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 here's what I mean about or is stereotype. A common trend? Here's what I think about stereotypes. Stereotypes exist for a reason because yeah. there is enough people that fit in that mold. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a stereotype. To me, a stereotype of a hardcore sports fan like myself wears stuff that has their favorite team's logos on them 90% of the time. I do that. Yeah. I'm a walking f- sport fanatic stereotype. That's yeah. just who I am. You, Alan, you love movies. You love The Simpsons. You yeah. love all that stuff. You're sitting here wearing a Power Ranger shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Everybody. Everybody belongs to a certain type of stereotype. Sometimes they can be negative. Sometimes they can be positive. I liked how they stereotyped that character as that person. The, you know, kind-hearted, homophobic person yeah. who ends up being gay. Which I... The whole, the whole thing at the end is a different conversation, which we'll get to later in yeah. the cast. But, okay. um... Uh, the one thing that I did like about that scene at the bar when they were going over scars. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. And they're going over scars and I just like, I'm sitting there and I'm just going jaws, jaws. This yeah. is jaws. That yep. was, that scene was actually supposed to be in mall rats and they cut it. So he put it really? in this one. Yeah. I don't know why they oh, cut I like it. I don't know if it's because of Universal and it being more of a studio film or what, but they ended up cutting that and putting it in this one. It was going to be those two actors, too, doing it. So just oh, wow. they're, they're different characters. But um, yeah, no, like well, that. More to Ryan's point, though, like I feel like some of the characters in this movie were like just representations of schools of thought in the 90s. Yeah. Like I feel like Ben Affleck's character was the horribly misinformed 
but willing to learn like masses and you know his friend was like the you know uh, i hate everything about gay people but secretly gay like stereotype and then you know Alyssa was just and i got her name right Alyssa was just like you know at that point everybody who had been homosexual or questioning or an alternate lifestyle and was just kind of struggling to figure out where they even fit in this society that doesn't understand them yeah they're trying but they still don't really get it and then there was that friend um I forget his name, but the one that made the comic about, um, you know what I'm talking about? The Black the Power was, Guy. Yeah, the Black Power Guy. He was like, he, there was he a has to be my favorite character had. in this. Uh, Hooper he X. He was so good. What <laughs> yeah. was it? Hooper X. Yeah, he was such a good character because he had that scene with that little kid where he had to like talk bad, and I think it was Ben Affleck, and he was like, you mm-hmm. see what I have to do to get respect in this community? And he, like, couldn't be himself. And I loved that. Like, that exchange was so good. Yeah. Yeah, like, that... He was probably my favorite character in this entire thing. Alyssa's character for the... For being made in 1997, there's a lot of late 90s, mid-90s movies that get a ton of crap nowadays because of how one-dimensional a lot of even their secondary, you know, female characters were. Like they were just mm-hmm. one dimensional people. There wasn't any growth. They were very like if they were if they were supposed to be like the innocent school, like schoolgirl, you know, per- person. Mm-hmm. That's who they were throughout the entire movie. And she actually was probably the most developed character inside the entire film. I mean, this is this movie for some of the characters is well beyond its years when it comes to dealing with social aspects. Yeah. I, I was worried about watching this in 2019. I was like, I don't know how well this is going to hold up. It holds up pretty well. Yeah. Like it, it, yeah. it, it, like some of the references are dated, but like this is a good snapshot of what everything was like in the 90s. And it's not offensive. Like it's not overly like homophobic or anything. It's just this is what it was well, like. That's the thing is the characters, yeah, the characters that come across as homophobic or that like say stupid things are portrayed as stupid. Yeah. Um. All right, so one thing that I like about this movie that we haven't touched on at all is how all of it is centered around the culture of the creative. So they're all comic book creators, and they're all yeah. like at this comic con. That's how they meet. They're all different artists and writers. What do you guys think of like the comic book stuff and like the the Buttman and Chronic of it all? I- <laughs> I really liked it. I liked the whole argument in the beginning about what was the one character? He was a, he was, it was a, he was a trait. He traced. I don't know what their official title is, but I love that exchange. We're like, yeah, you should just retrace it. You don't draw it. Yeah. He's a pencil. And like, I thought that was cool. Yeah. I, I love the scene with uh, Hooper X, like giving his speech and then Banky just standing up and asking like stupid questions. Like what's a newbie? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah was the the argument that i just had that i loved that was the same person same actor as the guy who couldn't figure out those like magic eye tests was it technically the same character i don't think so uh there was a few of those in this movie that i wanted to get to ethan serpy in this one is just credited as as fan so i don't think he's the same character I think the way the way this movie works in the VSQ reverse is they're all playing different characters than they were before. 
Yeah, because Dante's in it, but he's not Dante. Yeah. Uh, and let me see if he's related. Yeah, he's his name is Jim Hicks this time. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> um, and did you re- recognize the guy who was in that scene with him? It was, that was uh, Matt Damon. Fucking Matt Damon, yep. I couldn't um, believe it was Matt Damon. I was like, all right. Yeah, and Casey Affleck's in here. But yeah, uh, like Jason Lee's character is not his character from Mallrats. Okay. He, he's not Brody. Um, okay, he's just someone else. Yes, he, he's Banky. So, and then Ben Affleck's definitely not the manager from Mallrats. He's probably in jail. <laughs> and then Joy Lauren Adams plays a different character, but she's the connection to the rest of the USQ universe outside of Jay and Silent Bob because she knows the, the girl who had sex and clerks with the dead guy. And yep, she, that's she right. Knew, I she like that. The, and she knew the girl who died in the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's Wait, the, she was the girl that died in the swimming pool? No, she knew the girl. Oh, got it. I was like, it, where does that fit in the timeline? When, when, when they're shooting like, darts, they're talking about how they grew up in the same, t- like one town apart, and they all uh, knew these same people and the same things that happened. Um, Yeah. And then, of course, Jane Silent Bob show up. Right. Yeah, I was waiting to see how they were going to roll into it because I'm like, they're the comic book characters. So I'm thinking there, there's got to be something. Yeah. There's got to be something. And so how they did it, I felt like was right, yeah. which which I liked the way that they uh, the way that they got them into the movie. And I yes. uh, and I loved Silent Bob's like speech. Monologue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the monologue, oh, the problem. Yeah. And this is one of my issues with this movie. If you, <clears throat> I spent the entire time up until that mo- moment, going, "Why the hell is this movie called Chase and Amy? Why is this called Chase and Amy? This is the dumbest title for this movie. Why is it called Chase and Amy?" <laughs> and so finally, it gets to that point, and he explains everything, and I'm like, "Okay, I have my answer. I don't like it, and I still think it's stupid, but I have my answer." Like, I understand that it's supposed to be this big moment where, like, it gets Affleck to, like, turn his head and, like, kind of 50% start walking down the right road. Yeah. But I really feel like this movie should just be called Chasing Alyssa. To be perfectly honest. Because the story is about... Because here, this movie is strictly about Ben Affleck's character chasing Alyssa. The in- for five minutes, we hear about Amy. Yeah, but also... If this movie was about Bob finding and chasing Amy, then I'd be okay with it called Chasing Amy. It's not about Silent Bob's Amy, though. It's the title of the comic book he gives her at the end. Which I also found to be stupid because her name's not Amy. And if I was Alyssa and I was sitting there and I'm going chasing Amy, why this is a what? Which I think is why she dropped the comic behind her back like it was nothing because she was looking at him going, "You don't even remember my name." (laughs) I think I think chasing Amy isn't literally chasing a person. I think it's a concept that Silent Bob explains and makes cogent in the film. I think it's like when heroin addicts are chasing the magic dragon. They're not literally running after a dragon. It's like it's more of a like a metaphor for what's going on in their mind. And I think that's the point of it. Like I think chasing Amy is like isn't literally I'm going after this girl and now I super miss her. I think it's 
I understand that I messed up a relationship and I'm always going to be looking for something that I ruined. And I think that's the more of the concept of what Chasing Amy is. You know what? You're right. And it doesn't change my mind on that. <laughs> it doesn't change my mind. <laughs> You're right. But I, it, 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 it frustrated me to no end. It really, really did. Like, and you know what? It's I, a really good example of '90s deep. It's like that bag in the wind scene in American Beauty. It's either the <laughs> deepest thing in the world or the dumbest thing in the world. And it's, I think that's exactly what this is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That, that that's a good yeah, way to put that, it. Yeah. I mean, it either works for you or it doesn't. Yeah. Like, but like it, Devin, yeah. like I said, you're right on exactly what you said. You are completely right. It's just, it just, it. It, I can't get my head to turn around on it. That's a like I, that. I get it. It's a personal it. thing. Do you think if you didn't like if you didn't have years of oh yeah Kevin Smith directed Chasing Amy, Chasing Amy, Chasing Amy, and then watching the movie finally like if you like in 1997 if you were at a film festival and the, oh Kevin Smith's new movie's premiering, you go see it. It's at the beginning ch- Chasing Amy. Then you watch the whole movie, and at the end like you get to that Silent Bob scene and he says oh you're chasing Amy. Do you think the title would have bugged you then if you only had like five minutes of this movie's called Chasing Amy. I've only heard about this movie maybe three times before mm. we were discussing it here. Okay. And I went most of my life with not even knowing the title, mm-hmm. Chasing Amy. Um, but given what you just said, I would still be irritated at it. I'm not sure if I'd be at this level of irritation mm-hmm. with it. Um, yeah. Simply, like, it, it's... Godzilla's about Godzilla. The Avengers are about <laughs> the Avengers. You know... The movie, I'm I'm really gonna go off the wheels here, but one or but the movie Runaway Bride is about guess what a runaway bride, not a runaway ambulance that has a veil sticking out of the back of it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another example, but I can't. <laughs> another example of like metaphor, yeah, or of like of like that kind of movie title, um, mother. Well, I think American Beauty does it. Yeah, like, I American think the American does. Beauty isn't just her. Yeah. Um, Ride Green Tomatoes. I got one. Sticking to like nerd culture. Batman Returns. Where'd he go? He didn't go anywhere. <laughs> He's still been in Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> um, More like a metaphorical return, man. Yeah. He's got to get but, it. I mean, like I said, Devin's right. It's supposed to be the premise of like what it is you mm-hmm. know like that's what that like to put and to put a name to something that's really difficult to put a name to like a feeling or an act so i def yeah. so i mean yeah that's true it's just <clears throat> like it just it it irritated me to know what because i have a feeling if her name was jessica or like uh karen or um uh, let's say like the uh, the feminine way of spelling Ryan the yeah. R-I-A-N instead of the Y I yeah. think I think I'd be better about it because Alyssa and Amy to me because they both begin with an A and they're quick names to say they're too close to each other so yeah, I feel like I if her name was completely different okay. like completely different I think I'd be okay with it Okay, but it, it's too close that's fair yeah, I'll give I you get that. that. All right. Uh, anything else we want to touch on that we didn't hit on yet? Let me think. Oh, okay. Can we talk about and and I understand 
if we're looking at this movie as a snapshot of how like LGBTQ culture was viewed in the 90s, I just the part that I saw that like really rubbed me the wrong way were the gatekeeping lesbian scene. But they were like, <laughs> the part I loved was they were like, you're playing the the pronoun game. And I go, oh, that's so relevant now. That's really cool. And then they went, oh, we lost another one. And I'm like, what's wrong with being bisexual? Like, why do you have to either be full lesbian or you're not in the wine drinking club? I think I can answer this, I hate this I think I. Okay. It, that, that... I think I got this one. Take it, Ryan. Oh, good. Let's okay. do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so here's my thing on it. Because uh-huh. of how the LG, because of how that community was seen and what they had to deal with and everything else, I feel like they would that you would have some people. Well, I'm talking individuals, not the group as a whole, not like you know 500 people in this town. I'm just talking about like on the, an individual basis, maybe between a small group of friends that because of how much that they've had to deal with for just being who they are and they have somebody yeah. in their group that they think is part of them and then something like that happens i mean uh, it can hurt and i yeah i think depending on the time in history when something like this takes place um a lot of it was oh i'm just going to pretend to be something i'm not uh and i'm only saying right. this because we're, my wife and i have been watching the show masters of sex and there's a character okay. in the first season who is a prostitute who has who has mm-hmm. sex with men. But as part of this sex study that they're doing, they learn that she's a lesbian, really. But she still oh. gets paid to have sex with men. And then at mm-hmm. one point, she decides to stop being a prostitute and marry Greg Gunberg. <laughs> what? Because, because he has money and he, he could give her a better life than she can have as being, from being a prostitute. Even though she's a lesbian, she decides to go live with this man. So it's kind of like, I'm a lesbian, but I'm going to go marry this guy who is in everything J.J. Abrams. Um, <laughs> so, I, I also, yes, so I also think there's a bit of pretending to be something you're not just to fit in better. I think there there's a fear of yeah. that and where you have well, somebody who is absolutely secure and then you have somebody who's like playing the field and being bisexual yeah yeah. she's still trying to find herself i I feel like that's Mm -hmm. that's frowned upon in in some circles i don't think it's necessarily right but i feel like that's just her friends being like oh well like one not wanting her to do it for the wrong reasons kind of does that make sense that makes sense yeah because i mean they kind of begrudgingly like said congratulations to her yeah. yeah, it was kind of sarcastic, true, kind of meant like it was, you yeah. know, like that. But I think that's why, because by her saying that, you know, when she was talking to, to Ben's character about how, you know, like I have my friends, like it's going to completely turn up my life that I have right now if we, uh, if we get together. And he was, you know, and she, like everything that she was warning him about before they got into the relationship on her end happened. Yeah. And everything that she said, how his life wouldn't really change happened until they got into the verbal fight at the hockey game. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I knew you'd like that hockey, hockey game scene. That was fun. It was a good scene. Yeah. Um, so far, so we've seen C- three Kevin Smith movies so far. 
where does Chasing Amy rank for you guys? Let's go ahead and rank the three right now. He's got to think about it. I can tell you right now. Okay. Do it. Mall rats, clerks, Chasing Amy. Okay. Man, you guys are going to hate me for this because I came in I came in hot today. Uh, chasing Amy, clerks, mall rats. Okay. I, That's a complete flip. We have... Yeah. Uh, we have three different answers. Mine's going to be um, Chasing Amy, Mallrats, Clerks. Really? I like them all, but out of the three, yeah. like, like it'll that's change. How you rank them. Yeah, that's how I'll rank them right now. Like, I like Clerks, but it's not one that I can be like, oh, yeah, I could watch Clerks. It's more of like, okay, I'm, you know what? I'm going to watch Clerks. Not like a, on a whim. Like, I, I need to be in the mood for Clerks, whereas Mallrats is like, yeah, okay. But I can appreciate so much of the, the way he tells the story in Chasing Amy, like, from a yeah. screenwriting standpoint and like a like just a, like the monologues and like I mm-hmm. kind of identify with Ben Affleck's character with just like the, the confusion and all of that and Yeah. Um Well I, mean, I think of the three of them chasing Amy gave me more to think about. Yeah. Ben Affleck's character is basically a stand in because I mean like I can vouch for that too. I mean I was raised Catholic. I'm yeah. an only child. Mm-hmm. I went through my phase of what is my faith going to be? And I bounced around a ton on that. And then it wasn't until I got like in college and out of college and when I started dealing with the stuff that like Ben was dealing with in this mm-hmm. movie. And it's dealing with the fact of, well, it's exactly what silent bob was saying it's understanding that yeah somebody might have more experience in that aspect of their life but when it really gets down to it they've done all of that and now they want you yeah so it doesn't matter and Mm -hmm. it's hard for a a a male or even a female um who's grown up in our culture especially during that time period of like how sex was viewed and how it, it and how intimacy was viewed because even people who yeah. I knew who didn't grow up religious still had some of that that like our society's moral belief of like kind of waiting till marriage to a point yeah. and Ben's dealing with that like even yeah. though he's not waiting it's one of those things where he's just he's trying to figure that out yeah and that that's perfect you know and the about this movie for me and now that i'm thinking about it if you were to chop this movie up and and like have me watch like a scene like of them fighting in the rain Mm -hmm. the scene where ben uh where his character opens up to Alyssa in the car about how he's feeling um different things and like show me this stuff like oh my god that's great like that's great screenwriting that's you know everything that's amazing the problem yeah. is when all of this stuff gets pushed together and it's just like, that's an amazing scene. That's an amazing scene. The problem is between these two amazing scenes, there's like four things in between them that I absolutely can't stand. And is most of that for you, Jason Lee? The, 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 the friend? Yeah. Not necessarily. Okay. There's also other things that like, just I, little things yeah, that I can't. Because I, I know you were, you said he reminded you of Randall and you didn't like Randall and the clerks. Yeah, no, I hate <laughs> Randall. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but, but um, the thing is, though, there's scenes with him that I like. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not just the character. It's just there are certain things that 
Kevin Smith did in this movie that he did in the other movies. It's just the the timing and the layout and like the jumping through the film just didn't feel right to me. Yeah. Okay. Um and then the whole thing at the end with him talking to them, like that's another thing that I didn't really like I understand that the ending was supposed to be cringy and that and that Kevin Smith wanted Ben's character to have a chasing Amy person in, in his life. That's why he did the things that he did. I do not think that he should have had him go, Oh, let's have a threesome. I think I think that was supposed to be stupid. Yeah, and it is. But I, I hated it. I hated it. I was. I'm with you though. Like I understand the intent behind it, but the whole scene, I'm like, dude, you're messing up. You got to stop this now. Why are you doing this? She just should have walked out. There shouldn't have even been a conversation with her. Like her character just should have gotten up and said bye and walked out. I think. But I it, so love what she said there, though. Yeah, like I love you, but I'm not your whore. Like that's. Yeah. Like, it's oh so, man. Like. If she just gets out and leaves, like you lose the impact of her leaving, like her slapping him and then walking out is so much more powerful because she stayed the whole time. And it's just like, no, don't say it. Like, I know where this is going. Don't do it. And that like Banky's there just like, I don't know what's going on at all. And Ben Affleck is controlling the scene. Like you have three different dynamics going on there. And it just, they all play off of each other so well. And, and like Banky agreeing to it. And then as soon as she says no, him being like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it just yeah. works so well. Like, it, it is cringy and it's it's painful to watch. But I, oh, I, I just think it works. I think it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. I, I think I was just so shocked that that's where Ben Affleck went. That I was like, this move, like the whole time, I think I was more nervous about the movie going, we're going to follow this and we're going to accept this as a solution. And then where it ended up, ended up being better than where I was hoping the movie wouldn't go. Well, I mean, like, I would, yeah. When, when it comes to making it cringy, I could totally understand why Kevin Smith went this way. Because whenever you're boxed into a corner, regardless of who you are, you come up with a bunch of ideas of how to fix it, especially for, for, relationships and everybody has that one thought in their head well well, what if i do this and 99 percent of us go no 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 no. that is completely stupid i'm not doing that that's just going to make things worse kevin smith went with the one percent of the population on this ending yeah because for some reason he thinks that this is you know because I don't have the lack of experience. I want to be part of those memories. This is a way for me to be part of these memories. And it's just, he's falling down a black hole that he can't get out of. And so I get it. It's just, there's some of the, uh, like (laughs) I get it. And you guys aren't wrong. It's just for me personally, I'd rather watch clerks. (laughs) Dude, that makes sense. That's I get it, man. Well, you're going to get another Clerks eventually. Oh, I know, so, I know. Um, I'm and we all remember w- w- my feelings about the first Clerks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anything else before I ask our final question? I have two unfair questions that this okay. movie made me think about a lot. One of which I definitely know the answer to. The other one I don't think I do. Uh, and maybe they're too personal and maybe they're too revealing. But you can always edit out, so I'm going to ask them anyway. Okay, go for it. Uh first one 
how much because we're all married here yes how much did your wives previous sexual experiences play in a factor at all in your guys's initial dating of them and i can start so roman and i were both very open and honest about our previous relationships and my approach to it was well their penises aren't currently inside of her i'm okay <laughs> um oh man this is gonna be uh I mean, again, I, we could just skip this and cut it out no, if we no, don't no. want to, and it's going to be all I, weird. For but me, like, do, for, did you guys side with Ben Affleck for a while? Did you take that like route? Like, I want to know if this is a big deal, and and like, and I, I'm just not that person. I don't or... think it was a huge deal for us once we actually uh-huh. started dating. There was a time where we were like yeah. on and off for a bit, like sure. before, before we actually like committed to each other. Um, yeah, but what, well, after that, it wasn't like a huge deal. But that's so cool. Like, that's such a cool, like, you guys, like, had a rough patch and then you got through it because you, like, you're like, you know what? There's some shit and we're going to work through this. And I think that makes it so cool. That stuff never bothered me. Okay. It never yeah. bothered me with any yeah. book. Because before Kristen, I dated maybe, like, officially dated maybe, like, four or five other people. Yeah. And some of them had less. Some of them had more. Yeah. Some of them had crazy more, and it just it never really bothered <laughs> me. Because here, and yeah. this is something that might be too revealing about me, but I don't care. Um, when I was yeah. younger, in the 90s, uh-huh. HBO had a show called Real Sex, where it was just <laughs> a once a night. <laughs> it was on every we, night. I think we all know about Real Sex. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, getting the vapors. And, and the thing is, Devin, you wave your hand and go vapors, and... And everybody's going to laugh at this, but if anybody actually remembers, it was a show just about sex and society and yeah. like how different yeah. people experience it, what different people like, you know, taking kinks and weird things and bringing them out into the light and showing that all this crap is normal and what sex yeah. actually is. Being, when I was younger, yeah. like, and I'm talking maybe from like the age of like, because I think I started well, going downstairs and watching it when I found out about the show, maybe when I was like, uh, nine maybe ten yeah. and i watched that up until like up until probably like it stopped airing and yeah i just to me sex is whatever whatever yeah. people it's, like it's, is what they like and i'm not going to be bothered by somebody's experience compared to mine yeah and i mean that's not what i took from that show but that's kind of my mentality too like thanks yeah, because there were some shows that were hardcore, like about like sex therapy, right? And like, and about like, I mean, I remember an episode that was literally about like this couple was having problems. Let's see how we can help them, like you know, sexually, and help them like reignite that spark. And I think that's a really important thing to talk about. I never watched a full episode of Real Sex. I turn it on with curiosity I'm like this is weird and then turn it off because <laughs> it was it was real yeah those were not actresses and actors they were they were yeah. real back he, before back before the internet <laughs> yeah, right, right he probably caught a glimpse of the uh senior group therapy session with the uh position pillows <laughs> yep <laughs> you know what i don't think you're wrong <laughs> 
because there were a couple episodes where they went over that stuff. Sex. Yeah. yeah. Sex while you age. All right, Devin, you said you had two questions. That was one. What's your <laughs> other? So this one's, this one's less awkward, but a little bit more emotional. Um, there was the point where uh, she had said that the reason that she didn't tell Ben Affleck about her previous experience with men was because she liked the way him being the first man made him feel. Was that right? Slash, would you care if like Anna or you know Kristen is mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Kristen, like, would you guys care if they lied to you because they liked the way the lie made you feel? And I think I take the opposite stance. I think I would be more upset if Romana was like, "By the way, here's all this stuff from my past, and I didn't tell you because I like the way it made you feel." I think I'd be a little bit more offended than if she wasn't just open and honest from the get go. I think I'd be upset immediately, but uh-huh. maybe with time I could forgive it. Because it's such a sweet reason. Like, yeah. it was nothing but so earnest and so thoughtful on her side. That's the only, that's like, in this entire film, that's the worst thing she ever did to him. Yeah. Like, it, like yeah. in this entire film, that's the worst thing. I mean, I'd be upset like in Ben's spot in that situation, I'd be upset. I would say, Hey, I just need time just to process this, mm-hmm. uh, but that's it. Like, yeah. that's literally it. I just need to get over and just talk to her more about, you know, like, is that truly the reason why you didn't tell me this? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and then once that's the fact, like that, it's out in the open. Okay. It's those bad, bad moves with good intentions that like this is that's one of the takeaways that i've been thinking about from this movie for a long time is like she did a shitty thing but had the best of intentions what did that make it to me and i like thinking about stuff like that so good on this movie yeah all right i've got a a question that's going to make us all think for a minute as well and it kind of goes back to what you were just saying about like the whole hiding who what like her past and all of that so the yeah. reason he finds out about her past is because of the yearbook and it says finger cuffs. Yeah. I don't know what we actually had in our yearbooks, but what would your nicknames be in your senior year yearbook? Like what, what oh would everyone gosh. remember you for in high school? What do you think everyone remembers <laughs> you for? I have what I think, and then I have what I've been told it was three years after I graduated. Okay. I could probably confirm both of them because we went to high school together. Okay, good. So let's hear them. What I would want it to be is like (laughs) that funny band guy or something along those lines. What I've been told it was three years after we graduated was a toss-up between Morta's weird friend and gorilla with pants um probably gorilla with pants would have made it into the yearbook i can see both of those but i remember you as the funny band guy i think there there you had two different groups of people that interacted with you you had all the jocks who knew morta and then all the band kids who who saw you from like who knew who you were so I, i get both of those um yeah personally um uh-huh. i think it would yours would be can't buy me with chicken oh no oh my gosh <laughs> i forgot about that yeah yeah so it's probably ba- back about in right. high school like we would 
go to marching band competitions and all like cheer and do our different things. And every once in a while, we'd be like, okay, Devin, it's your turn. He's like, he would just yell at the top of his lungs. Do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? You don't I, to, I you want don't you to yell do it. it. Okay. He, he just goes. I want you to do it. And, and like the most um, uh, Josh Peck voice I've ever heard, like Josh from Drake and Josh. Um, yeah. I smell butter. What size shoe you wearing? You can't buy me with chicken. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know, know where what, those came from, yeah. but that's what I decided to shout. Yeah, and if we would all like, I think by your senior year we were all doing it with you. I graduated to the entire band. They said Devin Struthers, smattering of applause from the audience, obligatory, and then the whole band going, "You can't buy me with chicken." Oh no, I. I don't that was wanna, my graduation. I can't remember with complete certainty because all the graduations blend together, but I may have been the one behind that. I'm so happy if you were, it's um, fine if you weren't, but I know that it happened because that was that one was, of the more embarrassing days of my life. That was the funniest bit from marching band. And I was like, we got to do it. Good. Uh, so I think I got the trumpet section to do that with me. Um, oh, I can see that. Uh, yeah. What would you think mine so would we- be? What would I think? What? what? What would you think mine would be? I think mine would be Borat because I did those Borat oh, commercials. Yeah, that's right. Because I, I got really into video production in high school. So I did like a lot of TV intro parodies. So it'd either be like yeah. the, the guy who did the parodies or Borat. Because at one point I did commercials because this was 2007 and Borat was relevant yeah. th- two years before. <laughs> and I could do a Borat impression like my name of Borat. And we would just promote Suzical with Borat. <laughs> like there was I remember whole, that. It was a whole saga of Borat just getting in fights with the musical director. Like in like at one point lightsabers were involved. It was very That's it was a, amazing. It was a weird saga. But yeah, I think I'd be remembered for that. What do you think? So yeah. What would I think of of your nickname? Yeah. The thing that sticks out most prominently was you bringing Lost always into school for us to watch? Yeah, musical season. We would always watch it. Yeah, it would have been something to do with Lost. It would have been some, like, I don't know, some some sort of, like, Lost nickname that I'm not clever enough to think of the top of my head right now. Okay. Yeah. The Dharma guy? Finn, Finn like Hurley. How about that? <laughs> Finn Hurley? There we go. Finn Hurley. <laughs> yeah, I was told that. <laughs> Uh, I went into Sheets today and somebody, some kid came up to me like as I was buying my my drink. He's just like, hey, has anyone, like with his phone, I was like, has anyone ever told you you look exactly like Seth Rogen? I was like, no, and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish oh, I could no. do a Seth Rogen laugh like, <laughs> and just like freak him out, but. That's amazing. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? What would your nickname yeah, be? Yeah, I don't know much about your high school days. I want to know. They're perfectly honest. Would either be that sick? Uh, it would. It would either be in conversation. Somebody would say, "Yeah, you know, him." But like, oh, you mean the sick kid or the sick guy? Um, or so, Bubble Boy? No, <laughs> no, because Aww. it was well. Because you understand the uh, when between elementary school in fourth grade to eighth grade, I missed probably a total of two school years combined. Mm-hmm just from oh, being wow. out. Um, so there were a lot of people who, when I was in fifth grade, 
I was out for half the school year and I got on two occasions, I had um, the principal drop off like two huge boxes full of hand drawn and marker, crayon and pencil, like get well cards from the entire school. So I went through high school when I was a senior, when I was in a class with like younger, like uh, younger grade kid, like uh, uh, peers, um, uh, they'd hear my name and I'd have at least one kid in each class go, are you the one that I had to make a get well card for? <laughs> and I'm like, Aww. was it Ryan Arno? Is like, yeah, it was something like that. And then other people be like, you're that Ryan Arno kid. So yeah. Were um, you, were you like, like a, a mini ur- celebrity? Yeah. Were you like an urban legend? Like, Oh yeah, that kid died. Like, <laughs> Oh no. My, when I was in seventh grade, I was uh-huh. out and I came back. I was only gone for like two months. Like it was a small surgery where I was yeah. gone for two months. Yeah. Uh, some people are like small surgery gone for two months. Like to me, that was a small surgery being gone wow. for two months, but I came back and I had like this one girl in gym class that I never talked to. She looked over me. She was like legitly, like she wasn't being sarcastic. She wasn't joking. She just looked at me yeah. and she was like, I thought you died. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so it would either oh. be like sick kid or that sick guy um or that box guy because okay. I had um your bo- you, your your car. Yeah, yeah, cuz I was it was 2004 and my parents had always had three cars, always. And because of everything that I'd gone through medically, they decided when they were going to trade in the one car that they would let me pick it as kind of like, hey, all your surgeries are over with. You don't have to worry about any of this stuff anymore. You know, just Uh, what I have to deal with now. But like all the surgeries and stuff were done. So they were like, hey, you get to pick out the car. So I picked out a Scion XB, which is 2004. So it was the launch year for the East Coast. And they uh-huh. didn't do commercials for that thing until like eight, until uh, until like the next year. So I was driving that thing to school, and everybody was like, the first couple of weeks, everyone was kind of looking at it, like, "What the hell is that thing?" Because it was pretty much a box on wheels. Yeah. But I so loved cool, the thing. Though. I drove it for thirteen years. I loved oh, that wow. car, and like I yeah, had you people. Had, you still had that when we met. Yeah. So I mean. Wow. Like I had people when I was going to college and even after college when MySpace was such the big thing. And um, I would link back up with people that like acquaintances from high school, like in like in 2007 and six, well, 2006 and seven, when you guys were doing your thing with the Borat, uh, when I was on MySpace reconnecting <laughs> with people that I had graduated with. Um, yes. <laughs> um, oh boy. I had people say, you know, it's like, oh yeah, no, you you're like, oh yeah, no, you had the Scion. You were, you were that person because I was always blasting ah! techno music and punk out of the thing. Like I'd have the windows down, yeah. crank because the thing came with a Pioneer sound system standard on it. So I wow. pump like techno and metal and punk out of the thing. So I just, it wasn't just a visual. Like I was noisy. I was your typical noisy <laughs> teenager. Good. <laughs> okay. Is that it for chasing Amy then? I think so. I think I've said my piece. Are you guys... Okay, so we're about halfway through this journey of the View Askew Reverse. How are we, how are we feeling? We want to oh, I love go- it. We want to keep going? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, granted, like, I'm not, like, chasing Amy wasn't, like, I didn't really like it, but at the same time, I like how Kevin Smith does his stuff. I, I think 
by the time we do the next one, there may be a trailer for the reboot for Jane Silent Bob reboot. And I'm going to say this now. Don't watch it. I'm not going to let you guys. Oh, I don't want to. No, I. What if it ruins something? Yeah, because uh, just because you haven't seen Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, like I know how much those films are going to be connected, just don't oh. watch it. Okay. Um, I will say that we will see some Chasing Amy characters again in the future. <gasps> Yay! Um, and not just Jay and Silent Bob. Alyssa? Good. Maybe. Okay. I hope so. Um, so the next one's Dogma. Yes. Is Dogma... Um, is dogma Kevin Smith giving the same treatment to religion that he's giving to relationships in this movie? I think you'll just have to watch dogma and find out. Shoot. Okay. From how much I've seen of dogma, I could probably answer that question, but I won't. Okay. I haven't seen any of it. I know Matt Damon's in it. I think yeah, and buddy Christ I, is there. Is that I, all? Is that all you know about dogma? That's literally all I know. about. Oh, my God. God. He's going to love it. I know it used to be on Comedy Central all the time, and I never watched it. He's going to love it. Do me a favor. When you rent this or whatever you do, do not look at the cast list. Do not read the descriptions. Yeah. Just don't. don't, Just just, watch it. Just go into it blind. There are going to be so many surprises for you if you don't know anything. In fact, have have your wife go and get it. Rent it out of of her however. Okay. Have have her get it. (laughs) And get it set uh, up for you in the DVD player or however way you do it. And then as soon as she uh, hits play, undo the blindfold. Like, I don't want you looking at the case. I don't want you nothing. Oh, man. There, there are a lot I'm of... I'm so su- curious about this movie there's now. A, there's a lot of surprises in there. Oh, a lot of surprises. Um, Shoot. Okay. And oh, I think we're going to do this. I'm going to say the same rule for uh, Chase Hub Off Strike Back then, too. Because there's a lot there, okay. too. Um but yeah, ooh, I really want to do Dogma now. Like, <laughs> it's it, it, I'm kind of upset that we know what we're doing next, but I don't want to do two weeks of Kevin Smith in a row. So we'll do it next oh, week. Oh, and I love what we're doing next. Yes. Um, so next week, there's um, a new Spider-Man movie coming out. And it just happens to work out that every time there's a new Spider-Man movie, Ryan hasn't seen the last one. So next week... <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we're going to have Ryan watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Because he's already seen Homecoming. Yeah. You saw Endgame. Yeah. We're going to do Into the Spider-Verse. And I want to see this. Yes. It's on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Come back next week. Uh, If you're traveling for the 4th of July or just don't have anything to do after you rewatch Independence Day for the 100th time. Come listen to the podcast. We'll be talking about Into the Spider-Verse. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, that's all I've got. Uh, we all good? Anything yeah, else? I think okay. I'm good. All right. Uh, okay. Funniest moment of chasing Amy. Funniest moment? Funniest yeah. moment. Oh, yeah. For me, and I'll let you guys say it, okay. but it just popped in my head. At the beginning, uh-huh. when uh, the... What's his name? The other, the the one that has to change himself to talk to the kid in the comic book store. Oh, uh, Hooper X. Oh, yeah, him. Hooper X. When he takes the gun out and shoots uh, <laughs> and, and shoots him and then he goes and, and it's the reveal of his character of where he yeah. goes from being like black power to like being himself. Yeah. Funniest, uh-huh. funniest part of the movie for me. He just pulls out a oh, gun yeah. and shoots him. Yeah, he just pulls out a gun and then 
everybody runs out and then he gets up and it's just he becomes himself like that to me was the funniest part of the whole movie i like that yeah that's that's probably the funniest scene just because jason lee yeah. in that scene with his questions like what's a nubian like <laughs> and the question that gets him shot is like but isn't isn't that true like yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I've got to agree with you on that one. Like that's, that's that was such a, yeah, a good I scene. agree too. It was a good scene. That's a good way to start the movie. It is. Yes. So, all right. So, for you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. In a bow tie. You got to remember, you're in a bow tie. In in a bow tie. Devin in yeah. a bow tie. In a black t-shirt. <laughs> and a black. It's it's gray and says breakout on that, it. That's the other thing. Like Devin would. His yearbook would probably say the guy in the black T-shirt, because <laughs> that's all I remember. Oh my god, ever. yeah, or that that like gray or black sweater I wore every day for like a hoodie. year, regardless. Yeah, of... it was a hoodie, right? It was. A I hoodie. remember you guys I talking about this. I wore yeah. it all the time. Yeah, yeah, oh, had a problem. All right, for you to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin's bow tie. And now it's on into from the viewers' universe to the Spider Verse. Oh, I can't see, wait. See you next week. <laughs>